So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Okay, I got a review from Alex Adiridia. Five stars. I started out my business in June of 2017. My broker suggested I listen to Real Estate Rockstars podcast. I've been listening to it ever since and some episodes multiple times. So much knowledge, so much value, so much to learn, so many possibilities, so many ways to succeed. If you want to grow your business and take it to the next level, this is a must. Thank you, Alex. We appreciate that. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation. Listen, I got a great guest here, a good friend of mine from back in the day. Boy, when I was uh, 21 years old, this guy came to me. Uh, I just had my uh, license fresh. He came to me working for a title company and uh, took me out to lunch. And, you know, we've both been in the real estate game, fast and furious, uh, and good friends ever since. And anyways, now he runs a, uh, a large Remax franchise in, um, I don't know, several states, right, uh, on the East Coast. So I'll, let you, I'll let him fill, fill you in. But anyways, him and I, along with two other instructors, one from Keller Williams and uh, one from Long and Foster, who are top recruiters in the area or in the game, created a co- course called Retoot, and uh, it stands for Retain and Recruit. And I thought I'd get him on to give away some of his secrets for free today here on Real Estate Rockstars. And he obliged, and I really appreciate him taking time out of his busy day. So without further ado, Mr. Rick Cantori, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you so much, Pat. I'm uh, excited to be here, and I'm I'm proud to be here. I'm proud that uh, you and I have worked so closely over the years, and I'm so excited to see your success with Rebus. And I'm getting great feedback on Rebus from our agents. Oh, that's good. Yes, his his company bought the uh, Rebus preferred program, which gives them access to it uh, at a very discounted price. And and several of his agents have been. Uh, Joe Bird's been on the show twice. I know. Missy Miller's been on, Eric Bakula's been on, a lot of, a lot of his agents under his reign there uh, have been on the show and shared their successes as well. So anyways, Rick, let's get into the nitty gritty here. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself, tell everybody a little bit about uh, your company there and what you do and blah, blah, blah. Well, I was, uh, I like that phrase retoot. That really is my main function at this company. We, we operate in Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, D.C., and Delaware, and we're one of the larger Remaxes on the East Coast. 
And it seems as if today there's a lot of disruptors in the market and, and retention is of the utmost importance. It's very time consuming and our approach to it is very individualized. So um, it, it takes a lot of planning, a lot of time, a lot of uh, investment in thinking about uh, what we are providing, what value add we're giving to the, to the person or team that we're trying to retain. And then on the recruiting side, it seems like uh, agents are moving around quite a bit and they have tons of options. So we, we sit down with all type of different agents and all type of t- different teams and you cannot really fit everybody into the, into the same peg. So you have to be very flexible and have to come up with unique programs. And so we're, we're doing a good job of, of balancing retention and recruiting and really taking into account where the market is now for realtors in this area. Wow, that's interesting. So first, let me ask you this. You know, why do you think suddenly there's so many more options? Like, you know, back in the day, right, when you and I first started and as we, you know, grew through the 90s, you generally had, well, you had Remax and then you had, you know, a couple of of, uh, corporate-owned uh, right, independent companies, Long and Foster. You had Caldwell Banker, that sort of thing. But, the, but you know, you could probably count five, right, in any in any given market. And now, like, how many different companies do your agents have an option of hanging their license with? Would you say? I, I think, as you said, when you and I came up back in the day, there was a handful, and now uh, there's probably a a good twenty to twenty five different well-known organizations up and down the street. And my personal opinion as to why there's been this proliferation is technology has changed the game. We don't all have to physically go to one location and see each other every day. And, you know, from rotary rotary phones to now phones in the cloud and, and texting and things of that nature allows our agents and other agents to have home offices, to work out of their car, to work out of places with, a, uh, with Wi-Fi. And so many of the new companies have come in and I, I think they are very heavy tech, some better than others. And so I think for my company personally, for, for Remax International and Remax Advantage Realty here locally, uh, we had to play a little bit of catch up with technology, but we have we've done a very good job of balancing what's new, but not forgetting what really separates the Pat Hybens of the world from mediocre or below average agents. So we we don't want to lose sight of the uh, the the touches and the personalized service, and we want to use that technology in a way to make us more efficient, not to take us away from sort of the hand-to-hand combat or the, you know, body-to-body real estate game the way it used to be. So we're, we're paying attention to why there are so many competitors. And I think we're trying to take the best from both worlds and balance it out. It's so hard because it's like, I think that, you know, back in the day, right, there was, the model was pretty, flat, you know, it was pretty normal, right? Like there was not a lot of difference between 
one company to the next. The, the main difference between one company and the next back in the day was the office manager, whether you like the office manager and whether you like the agents at that office. And that was it. And then I think Remax came out and, and scratched the record, so to speak, uh, with the model in that, you know, they came out with the 100% model, which didn't exist. And it was something that was completely different than a Caldwell Banker, Long & Foster you know, prudential, all those stuff. And so they said, here's some ingenuity, here's something different than, and, and, and then they grew massively that way. And then after that, you know, it doesn't take long before other people start trying to catch up and say, oh, we'll do a hundred percent and we'll do this. And, and as soon as like one company comes out with one idea, all the other companies or a lot of other companies and say, oh, we could do that too. Or we could do that too. You know, and, I think at the end of the day, it's kind of like a race for value proposition. I agree. You really do have to have a strong value proposition because as Remax was the original disruptor, now there's 10 others that are uh, the new disruptors. So then the other companies have to continue to evolve. And you're, you're right. Everybody keeps racing to create something new, but... I think the value proposition for the individual agent or the team, uh, the technology is helpful and it, and, it, and it allows them to be efficient. But again, I think you still kind of get back to some of the old school things that are, that are important for an agent and to help them with negotiating skills, to help educate them, to help them understand how to deal with different personalities. You know, today, the different personalities and the different age groups you might be communicating with them differently. Some people like texting and some people don't want you to text them, but you still have to, you still have to communicate and you still have to know what you're doing on the technical side of closing a deal and getting that buyer or seller to the finish line with something that, that they're paying you to do. Yeah. You know, I read a stat the other day that said 55% of all the brokerages in NAR only had one office right? They were independent companies, right? And I think that, I think there's a reason for that. And, and I think it's because, you know, the independent companies strive to focus on, or the, the small brokerages uh, strive to pay a lot of attention to each individual agent. And it sounds like that's kind of what you're doing. Although you're a franchise, you're, 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 you're kind of like these independent companies in that you're, you're, you're not saying I'm going to rely on the Remax model, right? I'm not just going to rely on the model of the company. I'm going to, you know, make sure that we have people in place and things to do to make sure that our agents are happy and our agents like us and want to stay with us so that we compete with people that are coming in and saying our value proposition is a new model, right? Is that kind of what you're saying? Correct. I think that as the further we get into the future and the further we see tech and the, and we see all type of different models, we continuously revert back to each agent and each team is different. They're unique. They have different needs. Um, there, there's a reason why we purchased Rebus University. There's a reason why we bring outside presenters. There's also a reason why we have uh, roundtable mastermind groups within our company, uh, we need to continue to, to put tools in the hands of these people. Everything isn't going to work for everybody. So we have to really 
concentrate and and some of the small companies that are boutique shops that only have maybe 10 or 20 realtors uh, they they do a great job that their, their managers on site uh, they focus on the individual needs and they they create some very good salespeople so there's something to be said at each brokerage but we try to pay attention to the other brokerages and the other models and then bring things back that uh, work based on that individual or that team's needs. Amazing read for agents who want to blow their business up. Six steps to seven figures was an amazing read. Pat breaks it down in a simple actionable steps that have taken will almost guarantee seven figure success in the real estate sales business. Couldn't recommend this enough. Wow. Thank you for the awesome Amazon review, Garo215. Now, do you want to get your hands on this book for free and blow your business up? Here's how. Go to the free six steps That's free, S-I-X, stepsbook.com right now. Or simply text the word PAT to 444-999. That's text PAT. To 444-999 and I'll send you a free book. So you were telling me, you know, before we started recording, you got three people now that do nothing but kind of work on social media, right, for the agents, which is huge, right? Because most companies don't have any, you know, and so they're... It, it shows that you're you're scheduling appointments with each agent saying, hey, I want to make sure your social is in good shape and in check, which probably most brokers would never think of. So tell me about that. We created this division. Uh, it's been about two years now, and I started recognizing uh, I'm 55 years old. I'm not a tech wizard. And we have a lot of realtors that are my age or even older that are great salespeople. And I started to realize they were intimidated. Some, some of them wouldn't even get involved with social media just for fear of pushing the wrong button or, you know, thinking somebody's going to have a monitor into their kitchen or their bathroom or something crazy like that. So created this team where they sit with individual realtors or teams. And rather than us telling them how to market themselves and how to touch their customers, we just ask them questions. We have them pull up all their social media accounts. Uh, we have them show us uh, what CRM they're using. And some of them are sophisticated and some of them are back to the old Excel spreadsheet, or maybe they still have it up in their, in their head is where their CRM is. But uh, we almost act like a, a consulting team and we give them best practices and we help them start to understand how they should be communicating with different age groups and how people are going to see them out in the digital world. So obviously, as soon as you click on somebody's website, if you see some old fuzzy picture, you start to think, wow, this person's really not relevant, or maybe they're not up to date with the real estate business. So we make sure they have a clean digital presence. It represents who they are and uh, a little bit about their personality and how they do business. And I think it's created a situation where it's a great retention model where we get to sit and talk with people and, and dig a little bit into their business, but it also has been helping with recruiting because I don't think many companies 
are spending the time or effort to dig this deep and to get involved with the realtor or their team to make sure they they're out there and they're looking sharp. Yeah. So, you, you know, it's, it's, it's just like one more value proposition that you can add, right? One more that they appreciate because, you know, especially like you said, the older agents, it's something that they want, but they never really have the time to sit down and focus on it. And you almost need like a face-to-face meeting to do it. So let's talk about this. Why do you think like agents leave? Like what, what, like, is it, is it a, like a serenity now moment where they're like, okay, the admin staff screwed up my, you know, check for the third time. That's it. I quit. Or is it a, a, a subtle, like, clicking by some some other company recruiting them or you know let's talk a little bit about this because it's important the psychology of why agents leave and why they stay is important and I want to dig deep and hopefully help some people listening here to uh, retain their agents whether they have a team with a bunch of agents or whether they have a brokerage with a bunch of agents. I, I think just the fact that you are asking that question Uh, Every broker should take the time to analyze why did this agent or team leave? Because if you don't analyze that and you don't make adjustments, then obviously you you have a revolving door. Now, every company is going to have people that leave. Otherwise, where would I be getting uh, my new recruits that already have their license? So we, we get it that people are always coming and going, but if you see a pattern Um, you you really need to do some self-reflection as a company and think about it. So my best take right now as to why are people leaving, why are people looking around, I think I probably, the number one, I would revert back a little bit to an uneasiness about uh, all of these disruptors, a little bit of uneasiness about what is it that I don't know about what I don't know? So I think there's a lot of realtors that if you're not talking to them and if you're not finding out what their uneasiness is about, what, what is their anxiety about, then they will be open to listening to, hey, we have these new platforms or we have this new model or we have this new idea. So I, I think that most agents at this point are not leaving because Maybe they can make a, a few extra pennies. I think it's more about, hey, we have, a, a, we have a, a way to answer what you're anxious about. We have a way to help guide you through where you feel your weakness is. And so I think it really becomes a matter of speak to your realtors individually, speak to your teams, ask them the question, where are they anxious? Where do they feel weak? Where do they feel vulnerable? And you have to find solutions for them and you have to give them value add. Uh, otherwise, they will, they will look for the answer somewhere else. They're entrepreneurs. They're 1099s. They, uh, they want to feel like they are continuing to grow. And I think one other additional thing besides our digital marketing team that we put together, uh, just to maybe give some advice out there to, to the people listening, we have a saying here that if you are not scalable, you are not saleable. And so Wait a minute, let me break this down. If you are not scalable, you are not saleable. Okay, so th- what does that mean? That means that if our realtors, whether they're an individual or a small team of two or three, up to teams, we have teams that are 20, 15 or 20 people. If you don't have systems in place, if you don't have a smart CRM, if you don't have a way 
to track business, then really you are a slave to the transaction. You become somebody who will always work in the business and you're never working on your business. So you really are not creating something that you can hand off or sell or uh, slowly become a strategic partner with somebody else. So that's one of the things that we also sit and consult with our groups about. Uh, we don't necessarily tell everybody you have to have a team uh, to be successful. So we've created some good strategic partnerships among our solo agents where uh, they can, where, where they basically operate and they're not in fear of doing too much business. We, we want them to continue to generate and we have them set up with strategic partners when they have overflow business. We have a lot of new young talent that has entered the company. And so it's almost like a lead generation for some of these uh, new people entering the operation. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So like, what are some good questions? Like, I, I know you said, you, you know, what you're trying to get at, but it's kind of awkward to go up to somebody, an agent and say, you know, where are you vulnerable? Where are you anxious? It's just an awkward question. Like, like, how do you, like, give us some exacts so that people listening could do it themselves. Would they say something like, you know, hey, if I had a if, if I had an aspirin that can cure any headache you have in your business right now, what would that headache be? Or you, you know what I mean? What would that, what would that aspirin do for you? Or I don't know. I'm just kind of pulling I, I, this out of my butt. What do I do? What, what's something good to say? I, I think a lot of it depends on the persons. For example, whether it's me or one of our managers, um, or if it's you know somebody out there listening today where they're thinking, how am I going to find out where my agents are feeling anxious or vulnerable? Uh, we all go about it differently. It's, it's, uh, so it's, it's sort of like a creating a relationship with that realtor and digging into their life a little bit and, and sort of getting to know where, where the concerns are. And some of it, I, I would just say probably the, um, I, have a, I have a number of questions that I ask. So it's almost like you're interviewing them but I'll, I'll tell you one thing that has worked really well for me, and especially with some of our top producers, we do some role play and I will push them. I will, I will almost get them to, to automatically jump into their listing presentation or why am I talking to you? Why am I using you? And starting to uh, figure out where they feel like there's competition and where they maybe need to strengthen up their game a little bit. So I think role playing is helpful, but again, you can come up with your own list of. So let's, so role playing, I don't understand that. So let's, can, can you and I, can you pretend like I'm in one of your agents and role play with me so I can understand this? Sure. Absolutely. So if you're one of our top people and I wanted to sort of figure out where you were concerned and, and where maybe things weren't going that well, Hey Pat, how's it going? I uh, wanted to I wanted to check in with you. How how are the listings coming in? Is the market strong? Have you of the last ten listing appointments? What percentage have you uh, put the sign in the yard, and which ones have you lost? Yeah. Hey, thanks for asking. We're doing pretty good, you, you know, close ratio wise. They're just not selling uh, like they used to. Well, typically, you, you know, we're used to a bunch of immediate response, and what kind of what's happening is. You know, unfortunately, we've built them up or other agents have built them up to think that, uh, you know, there's going to be this mad rush and then the, the showings just kind of trickle in now instead of rushing in. But, you know, it's all good, Rick. Is there anything 
that you can think back where in the future when we were in a, in a market, in a slowing market, any type of marketing ideas that you came up with, or have you seen anything that anybody else is doing where you feel like you want to investigate it further? Like maybe they're getting a little bit of an advantage on you. Anything come to mind in that regards? Like what people used against me when the market was slower? Is that what you mean, Rick? No, I'm just, I'm just wondering if you've, if you've noticed that uh, maybe one of your competitors, uh, their listings are selling a little quicker and, and oh. it, Hmm. Maybe they uh, did a TV commercial and maybe they have a slogan, you know, something like uh, home of the sensible listing, something like that. <laughs> you know, let's, let's be real, Rick, right? It's all price and MLS. So it's, it's just pricing. It's just a struggle to get uh, sellers to price them where you want, especially when you have multiple agents telling them that their house is worth more. Here's what I would do, Pat. It sounds to me like you're reverting a little bit to... Blaming it on pricing, blaming it on, uh, you know, it is the market is where the market is. I think you can do better. I think you can create a little bit of a market. I know you've done some outside the box thinking. Here's what I'm going to recommend. Why don't you and I grab a couple of our other top producers? Let's spend an hour and let's let's go over some of the things that we're seeing out there and let's come up with a creative way to come back to uh, a couple of difficult sellers we have or a couple of difficult properties. Let's, let's not go with, let's just keep reducing the price. Let's try to come up with a little bit of an outside the box scenario. Maybe it's going to be something we do online. Maybe we're going to do some type of a, a live Facebook feed from somewhere. You can come up with some great ideas and you know what? I'm going to bring in agent X and Y and Z and you and me together. And let's, let's see what we can come up with. What do you think? Yeah, that's great. That's a good idea. So essentially what you're doing, you're just creating mini masterminds. You're just creating engagement, you know, letting your agents know you care because I think it's hard for them to leave when they feel a connection, right? I mean, like, you know, I can remember back in the days, you know, agents would leave me, uh, you, you know, and, and cry, you know, and uh, it was very, it's very hard for them. So, you know, I, I think basically it's easy to leave somebody that you don't care for. It's hard, you know, that you do care for. And the more engagement and the more you can be in their face, harder it is for them to leave. Now, let's, talk, let's sh shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about recruiting. You have some unique ways uh, to recruit. Tell me about the, um, the form that you guys use at Settlement to basically get your recruiting leads. I believe that is where our strongest prospects come from. Our realtors who are here, our team leaders, our solo agents that believe in us, that, that like the value proposition that we put in front of them, they're going to be the ones that identify other realtors or teams that they see themselves working closely with. And we have created a form where we ask our realtors a couple of questions after every closing about the realtor they just co-opt uh, the, uh, the transaction with. And based on their responses, uh, we will either reach out to that realtor directly or we will have our agent actually do a warm introduction by text, phone call, or email, depending on who the, the other person is and how they operate. And those warm introductions from our realtors have led to the greatest conversations and the greatest rate of bringing in 
not just not just a realtor to say, okay, we got another number, another number, and we're hitting numbers. We are spending a lot of time vetting the people that we are bringing in so that they sort of reflect the quality that we have here. So we're, we do like to bring in new people when we're doing it in, a, in sort of a slow, steady pace and making sure that we don't get 10 in and nine out, five in, four out, et cetera. We want to do 10 in, and at the end of the year, nine of those 10 are still here and they're, and they're doing well. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets newsletters that are sent out sphere of influence forms referral request forms and the list goes on and on if you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 And so take me through the process. Let's say I'm one of your agents and, you know, I fill out this form. What happens? Well, the forms will come to myself or my partner and we will pick up the phone and actually call our realtor and we will ask them some questions. We'll say, hey, we see that you check the box that this person did a great job on the transaction. Uh, what do you think of them? Have you done business with them before? Uh, have you explained to them how we operate? You know, would you be comfortable calling them and asking them to meet with us? Or would you prefer that I call them directly? And can I let them know that you've, you know, referred them to me? So we kind of go through that to make sure our realtor is on board. We don't want anybody caught off guard or we don't want to uh, overextend and, and say something that isn't accurate. So we, we have a conversation with our realtor and we let them know, again, this is another I believe it's a, a bit of a retention method is it lets our realtor know that we care about them because we're, we trust their uh, ability to identify good coworkers and we, we want to surround them with like-minded people and people that do ethical business. So it's a little bit of a, a retention piece, but again, it's leading to excellent meetings and at a minimum, you know, there's times where people will meet with me uh, and they'll do it out of the courtesy of that they enjoyed working with our realtor. And they may not have any intention of joining us, but they'd like to hear about who we are and how we operate. So at a minimum, we've created a, a relationship and a good uh, working relationship with a realtor from another company. We're not going to get everybody. Yeah. And then take me through the physical process. Like, what do you do? You meet, you meet them for Starbucks. You, meet, you ask them to come toward the office. I mean, agents like, you know, uh, they're paranoid, right? They don't want their broker to think that they're leaving, right? So they're reluctant to come to the office, especially if other agents, you know, are like, oh, why are you touring around with Rick? Because, you know, um, you must be thinking about leaving, you know, ABC real estate. So how, how do you handle all that? What do you do? 
Well, that that's that is a great observation, and I've seen that before, where people do not want to come to our office, and they may also not want to go to a Starbucks and the zip code where they work. So hmm. we're very flexible. We will be glad to meet them off-site somewhere. We do have uh, many private uh, conference rooms that our our company uses across the region. So there's always a place where we can meet, and you know, not that we're not that we are trying to, to be underground, but we want to respect the fact that they work somewhere else and that um, if they're considering leaving it, uh, we know that it's not easy. We know that people that are leaving an existing brokerage to join us, we understand it's a difficult decision and we understand we're not going to get everybody, but we have to be very uh, proud of our value proposition. We have to be true to our philosophy and we can't worry about necessarily what the others are doing to draw people into their operation. They have their own value proposition. We respect that. And so what would you say is the best way to recruit a team? Because there's a lot of ways, obviously, to recruit an an agent that's struggling or an agent that's new, right? You could say, hey, there's so much we can do to double your business. But I think it becomes a little more difficult when you're trying to recruit a large team because they're already doing well and their fear is that they might do less business, right? If they switch brokerages and change, change logos essentially. So talk to me about that. What, what advice do you have for anybody out there that's trying to recruit a decent size or a large team to their brokerage? I think it's very difficult to recruit large teams. It's almost as if you're recruiting uh, th- these are brokerages within brokerages. Yeah. So you, I think uh, if I could give advice, this would be my opinion because right now we are in the process actually of bringing in a couple of fairly large teams. They, they all, they would, I would say they would mirror the size of a couple of our largest teams. And so the value proposition that we've created for these uh, people, right now they spend a lot of time training their team members, answering Mm. their questions, and they are running a brokerage within a brokerage. Our structure allows that team member to sort of hand off some of that responsibility. We have physical managers at every location, and we have close to 30 presentations a month across all of our offices. And our presentations, some of them are geared towards our top producers, but some of them are geared towards people that have been in the business less than a year. And obviously, uh, uh, a team leader that does 300 transactions a year doesn't want to come to what we call a a newbie training session. So the things that we are providing as a company allows that team leader to sort of look at us and say, wow, you can actually help me educate my team members. You can help me keep them out of trouble. You can help me expand now that I have more time to meet with other realtors and more time to work on the business rather than sort of being in the business with these people that I'm monitoring 24-7. So we're, we're sort of taking a, some of that responsibility as a, from them as a company, and I think that helps them feel comfortable that they're going to be able to grow as they see fit once they're under our umbrella. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So you're basically going to say, hey, here's where you're at now, right? But you come here and we can take you to the next level. 
Exactly. And we've done it and, with, and we can't take stuff away from you. Right. right. Like, like stuff that you're doing now that's dragging you down. Right. And we've done this successfully with a couple of groups. And as we follow along with the team leaders, uh, we do get feedback from them and they are uh, letting us know where we are helping them. It's not necessarily helping them just, you know, do, do the next transaction. It's helping them by helping their team members become more educated and more successful and more self-sufficient. And in addition to that, so once we are helping them in that regard, then we can take the team leader and say, okay, how can we also make sure there's not a revolving door with any of your team members? And that's where the scalability and saleability and our consulting expertise comes into play where we're able to help them see the long term as opposed to just tomorrow. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. So, Rick, let's wrap this up with your free gift. Oh, here's what something before I get into your free gift, um, let me ask you this question. This is a thought that I had. It's is really kind of weird, right? When I when I really start thinking about this, since you and I kind of grew up in this game together. You know, there was probably 10 years, let's say from 1990 to 2000 that I could think of or more where agents really didn't get educated. Like, like I don't remember any brokerages I was at, and I've been at five brokerages where there was significant, and, and I would say up until the last 10 years or so, but back in, let's just say back in the 90s, nobody trained right? No brokerage is really trained. I mean, they had, they might've given 10 minutes of training at a monthly sales meeting or a weekly sales meeting. They might've added a little bit of training here and there, but there wasn't the, the business one of, a day, like you guys offer one a day. Yeah. It just wasn't there. It just, what was up with that? How did agents, were, were agents just going around uneducated or, you know, why? I think back in the time frame you're talking about, Pat, it, it really was the wild, wild west. And I think anybody new that came into the business, if you think about when you came in, if you found a good mentor and if you found somebody that, that knew the ropes, they would take you under their wing and they would help you uh, become successful. And there really was no education. There was continuing education that was required, but you know, most people were reading a magazine during continuing education classes, if you remember back yeah, then. Yeah, it's and it's still boring. You know what I mean? It's, Correct. Education doesn't really help you sell more houses. No, I, I think the business has evolved. It's, it's, a, it's a strong profession. There's a lot of nuances. There's a lot of uh, legal issues that have uh, cropped up over the years where it's, it's really important that the broker makes sure they are putting educated and sophisticated people out there on the street to deal with the consumers. The consumers are more educated and maybe it's because technology and people are able to understand the transaction more intimately. So things have evolved. And I think as a company, if you are not, and when I say education, it's not just education, like book education. A lot of our events are presentations and they are, from people that are in the business uh, or expert yeah. negotiators, so it's more than just the old school sit in a sit in a classroom with a with a pen and a pad. These are these are modern day people that are in the trenches. Correct, and right. a lot of it's interactive, and a lot of it is uh, similar to the type of things you're presenting through Rebus. So I, I think yeah, business has evolved, and and we are following suit to to provide what is required. 
Yeah, like an interview style, just like we're doing now, but with your top producers. And that, and that, and and people should think like that. They should take podcasts like this and use it as an example, and you know, certainly tell their agents to listen to these, but also, you know, bring their top agents in their companies and sit them in a chair and interview them like a podcast for a half an hour at every meeting or or just make special meetings you know what i mean like interview with with the top agent i know we have like a, one of my other companies gobundance we have uh, we take like some of our very successful entrepreneurs and we have these things called amas which is ask me anything so you get a rich guy up there and you could just ask him any question you want and and he's going to give you a candid answer and you could do the same thing you could have AMAs with your top agents, and uh, I think agents would flock to that. Absolutely. So. I think agents really enjoy hearing from other agents that are uh, in the same situation, and, and it, it's, it's a real, real life answer for them. So we do a lot of masterminds, and we do a lot of sessions where everybody in the room is, is a newbie, and they're not scared to ask what they might consider a silly question. So we're, we're trying to hit all the different levels and make it interactive and relative to, to 2018. Yeah. All right. So now let's get back to your free gift. What would you bring our uh, rock star nation today? Pat, because you're a good friend of mine and I know we've got some great listeners, I am going to provide the form that I get from my realtors after closing and some of the key questions that we ask to point us in the right direction to identify the next recruit. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So it's this exact form he talked about earlier. And uh, basically that, that form is like your number one recruiting tool, right? I mean, that, whoa, that for quality, for quality uh, agents, right? That form points me in the right direction and it's leading to an outstanding close rate and the people that we're bringing in are here long-term. So I think that this is something of great value. Yeah. And it's kind of like a listing appointment that's a referral from somebody that the person knows really well versus just a cold call lead. Um, that's the difference between what this form brings in and just calling through broker metrics, random agents. Um, so it's almost as if I'm giving these people free money. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a that that that's it. And like he says, the retention's going to be a lot better too. And you know, uh, like I said before in the beginning, I said you know, on some level, agents stay because of the quality of other agents in that office. And and so if you can continue to to attract quality like Rick does, which which is you know one of the brilliant things about his offices is uh, they have such quality agents there. Um, more agents want to be there and it's easier to recruit there. Quality enjoys other quality and winners like being around winners. Yeah. Ain't it the truth? Yep. Ain't it the truth? All right. So what I'm going to do, guys, also, if you're curious about the retoot course, again, what I did is I, I sat down with Rick for a day. I sat down with Wendy and Brianna Hess, who run a, a 400-person uh, Keller Williams uh, franchise. I sat down with uh, Dave Kennard, one of the vice presidents at Long & Foster, and, and we, we basically created a course uh, all about recruiting and retention. I have, uh, since we're just launching this course and it's in our beginning stages, almost like a beta test, although we have tested it ourselves, I'm going to give a 75% discount to listeners of this. And all you need to do is have a coupon code, which is RT75. That's RT, stands for retoot 
<laughs> RT75. You'll get 75% off. Just go to rebusuniversity.com. Scroll over to Retoot Secrets and type in R275 into the coupon code, and uh, that will get you a great, quick access to this course that is definitely value-packed. So anyways, Rick, thanks a lot for coming on, buddy. I know you run a, a busy schedule. you got tons of agents to see. Thanks. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day, and uh, let's definitely uh, get together and break some bread in the near future. You got it, brother. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.